Hey, audio-only listener, you are in a rare club. You are old school doing the radio thing. Most people are either watching uh, visually on YouTube or, of course, behind uh, the Mug Club membership at CRTV.com using that app because there are a lot of exclusive visual sketches and elements that you don't get in the audio-only version. But uh, either way, you can join up and support this show if you want it to keep going at louderwithclutter.com slash Mug Club. $69 annually for students, veterans, military. Just enter in that promo code. Not only do you get the mug, which enhances beverage flavor and aroma by 42% in most recent clinical trials, but you also get access to Not Gay Jared's Morning Grinders. Along with Courtney, you get Gavin McGinnis, you get Mark Levin, and we have some few we have a few announcements coming up. Some 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 big names, but we can only actually bring them in and provide them with a living the more you support the content. We really appreciate you listening or watching on YouTube and uh, hope to see you. On the other side, lottowithcutter.com slash club. deep abiding respect for the constitutional law that created this country and some people don't faggot started liberalism mug club can stop it join mug club for exclusive content shows and to help put a stop to homosexual liberalism I have a ruptured disc and I just had a muscle spasm. So I've got about one hour. <laughs> and then the pills kick in. So Ben Shapiro and the Hodge twins on the show. Hope you make your time. <laughs> Great show today. Obviously, I have Ben Shapiro and the Hodge twins. Ben Shapiro. Ooh, lot to talk yeah, about. Ben Shapiro hasn't yeah. been on for a while. The Hodge twins haven't been on yeah, for a while. And uh, well, producing with me in video studio as always is Jared, who is not gay. Follow him on Twitter at NotGayJared. Meet us, credit with your comments, your thoughts, your photoshops, often videos, which are wildly inappropriate. They're the so subject of a scandal 10 years from now. Bad. <laughs> I fulfill my legal obligations, draw your own conclusions. We good? It's confirmed. SimplifiedWine.com, a sommelier in chief. That's a hard thing to do. At G. Morgan Jr. What's up? Uh, what's the wine of the day, Jill? You got a little Costa Brown. Brown Pinot Noir. Noir. I knew. Figured that's what you were going for. <laughs> no. It's no. Pinot Noir from Russian River Valley? It is Pinot Noir from Russian River Valley. But yeah. nowhere near Russia, correct? Uh, not confirmed. I've lost interest with you. <laughs> not confirmed yet. It is the Russian. For people who don't know, what's the difference between like a Pinot and a Cab? Oh wow, that's a that's a big difference. Okay, so so yeah. let's just leave it. Pinot's at that. gonna go with Thanksgiving. Cab's gonna be your like big steak. How about that? Uh, that, that helps me zero. <laughs> you don't like Thanksgiving or steaks? What the hell's the matter with no, you? I like both I, of them, but I, I almost feel dumber. <laughs> I feel like that way sometimes. I just like, gave well, you the I, pairings. I, I can't. He walked in one time, Joe. was like, you can't. You can't do what you're doing. I said, what? You're eating salmon. You're drinking a red wine. I said, well, 
I don't like white wine. What am I, gay? Oh, jeez. And I don't like white wine. I'm not a big fan of the white I like, wine. I, I, like, find it, I find it like has all the bitterness and like the tannins without the goodness of red wine. I like wine. when we were messing with Aaron in this chair. <laughs> all the good old days. You saw the ride. You bought it anyway. Yeah, all right, news true. of the day. Very before true. We're going to start talking about the Hollywood scandal. Louis C.K. and late night yeah. host. I read an article from Daily Beast recently. But before we get to that, a teenager from Punjab. Oh. Allegedly stole a neighbor's chicken before sexually assaulting and killing it. I know they're saying fake news. We would never lead with fake news. Never, never lead with it. Villagers um. actually suspected that uh, he had stolen the hen when it went missing, and then their fears were all but confirmed when he opened his latest franchise. So, oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's finger licking good, at least. <laughs> you know what? It's the perfect crime. That chicken's never gonna finger him. <laughs> just no go. pun intended. Sorry. <laughs> just gonna, just gonna claw him. Yes. Just gonna claw him. Yes. Makes it so much worse. Aldi has recalled. This is something actually came to us from Sven Computer because he's yeah. German. Apparently, Aldis are just dumps. They're yeah. like Salvation really? Armies of grocery stores. Huh. In, uh, that in Germany. That kind of makes sense where I've seen them actually. Even. Well, they're pretty nice. And even they're, in the they're a little barren. Yeah. yeah, but in Germany, I guess they're just awful. We have some German fans out there. Let us know. Tell us about your all-day experiences. Send your pictures to Nakia Jerry. So they recalled one of their latest batch of nut snack packets because it didn't include a warning that the package contained nuts. Uh. Yeah, Aldi <laughs> said that anyone who purchased the 200-gram packet with a batch code 7292-7291, just doing our good service here for the day, to return it for a <laughs> refund. And critics, of course, still complaining, claiming that their actions aren't enough. Uh, in other news, 300,000 signatures have been collected on a petition that uh, to the makers of the EpiPen, the device which prevents anaphylactic yeah, shock yeah, for yeah. people who Reasonable. eat nuts and are allergic to it, to just let them die. <laughs> 300,000 people. I know many people that are watching to correct our joke and point out that, well, actually, peanuts are, in fact, from the legume family, while tree nuts are a different beast altogether. And to those, listen, it's not lost on us, so please go open your browser, go to the link referenced in this piece, and then kindly kill yourself. But we do have... <laughs> We don't have enough. You're crowding the comment section. <laughs> there's only so much room. Bandwidth for you guys. There's Look, if you're so dumb enough space. to buy peanuts and not realize there's peanuts in there, you should die anyway. I think I'm sorry. It is an Maybe overall that's... nut umbrella tree nuts. Yeah, uh, but if it says nuts at all and you're allergic, just avoid all of them. I will admit this readily. Our joke was based on an inaccurate premise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I forgot the question of the day. What do you think is a blind spot for late night hosts? We'll get to that Daily Beast article. Yeah, yeah. But so in the mm. article is ah teaser foreshadowing. They talk about a a raging blind spot. Hmm. I don't know that raging can be applied to blind spot for late night Ooh, hosts make it work. Uh, in relation to this recent sexual uh, assault allegations, specifically with liberals like Louis C.K. and Al Franken. So what do you think the blind spot is? Hint, it's probably not what you think it is, unless it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> Mattel just announced Ibadah Hijib I don't know. Muhammad no one doll. knows. I don't even. I don't know exactly how to pronounce bad. it, but it is close. the first Barbie ever to wear a hijab. Uh, Groundbreaking. Progress. Yeah. Um, okay. The jokes are, were just so obvious with, with this one. We sat down in the pitch meeting, and they, they practically write themselves. We didn't really have enough time to, to, to flesh them all out, so we're just going to take a break right now and, and let you sort them yourself. Here we go. By the way, I know Nation of Islam is technically not all of it. That's why it said black version. Black version. <laughs> we made up for our inaccuracy earlier uh -huh. with being that's, 
painstakingly accurate That's fantastic. with the Nation of Islam as it would relate to a child's toy. I like the expansion pack, though. You can add the four people for the rate case. That's, yep. that's marketing genius. Yeah, it is. Right it there. is absolutely, because that's important over there. <laughs> no. if, if you are raped... That's Islamic incremental law. sales. That's incremental sales. Just be lucky enough for it to be a gang rape with four or more. Witnesses. And you are in the clear. Yeah. Otherwise, you're screwed either way. A famous <laughs> deaf singer, on that note, Mandy Harvey, from America's Got Talent, I guess. I don't really I watch the so. show. Is now receiving death yeah. threats from really? the deaf community for singing and lip syncing as opposed to using American <laughs> Sign Language. This, no, this is true. I read this. I thought this was fake. This is true. It comes from the BBC. She <laughs> actually said, Mandy Harvey said, I get a lot of backlash from certain people in that community because I was promoting, quote unquote, oralism. Promoting uh, oralism. <laughs> Coincidentally, that's also the name of Bill Clinton's latest motivational memoir. Obvious oh. joke is obvious. <laughs> <laughs> the deaf community was so outraged, they developed carpal tunnel. <laughs> so much, so much screaming. Awesome. Every dude initially uh, supports oralism. It's just sure. the poor retention rate for support. Poor, very poor retention <laughs> rate. Just read the next paragraph. Oh, he lost me. He lost me. It's Today, nice. Michael Douglas. Tomorrow, he's blaming it on you. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Here's the thing: it's you've got true. a deaf singer. Take, take the win. Take the win. <laughs> take the win. <laughs> you've got to take them when they're given to you. I can't believe that's like the blind community being pissed that Stephen Wonderful isn't performing in Braille. He actually does. That's actually a karaoke night that results in carpal tunnel. Yeah, it's just not so, quite the same. Yeah, as, you know, it's uh, it's either way, either way, someone's How walking out with a claw. This, I, you know, it. it is, I, it, it is, all the things are offensive. It is, this, it is. When deaf people are saying you're promoting oralism, talk about cannibalization. Yeah, so it's like I thought you'd be a tight knit group. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of yours made it to the top. Let's go. Line up behind them and support them. At some point, we got to put a cap on the isms. Yeah, there's right. too many. Frickinisms. Well, no, not if just we, keep not we have to put a cap on it. We should do that also. <laughs> but there should be a cap on what's allowed to be just put under the umbrella of the ism of the, or the obia of the transphobia or yeah. homophobia yeah. or the heightism or the ageism. Like, if it's deaf, deafism, I don't know. What, there's no one's going to correct even. me with the term just like the tree nuts. They're yeah. making up a new one as we speak. <laughs> exactly. If it's deafism, if it's prejudice against deaf people, right? It should be like, like if someone's like, ah, oh, I hope you die, deaf person. You're like, that person seems to have a prejudice. Yes. That yes. person seems, maybe there's something in his past he needs to get through therapy. I just hate deaf people. I think they're inferior. If they start putting you in Zyklon B chambers, that is a problem for yeah. deaf people. I think that should be Jeez. under the umbrella of anti-deaf mm. behavior. Yes. yes. But a deaf person, deaf person singing. Deaf person hate speech. Yeah, probably doesn't rise to the level. What, I mean, what is she in uh, Uncle Helen Keller? <laughs> I don't understand. I, I don't get it either. I mean, somebody finally makes it big, and you want to kill them. <laughs> that that seems yeah, rational. That's threat. good. Yeah, good job. Progress. Which is, and the worst thing is, you know, they had to send them death threats by like Skype, <laughs> like video messages. <laughs> they were able to do it with emojis, Stephen. Come on, yeah, it's 2017. <laughs> and then they didn't send the black emojis, and then so the other anti-deaf slash Afro-American oh, league got mad at them. It's just, I just. It, and then it you're in just... trouble for using the black emojis because you're appropriating blackface emojis. Yeah, what it was uh, like an SJW win. that was was doing this, like their head just exploded. The DNC is just the Joker taking marginalized classes, breaking a pool cue, <laughs> saying we're gonna have trials. I'm an agent of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> All they're doing, and now they have the deaf turning against deaf people for singing. 
<laughs> Somebody gotta wonder, like, is that a, a valid voting constituency? The deaf? The deaf? Like, is it enough mm. to like try to swing some votes there to get, get the voting? Like, it, they're reaching. reaching. Maybe they're there's a real groundswell. Like, maybe they're great canvassers, the deaf. Maybe. maybe they go door to door. <laughs> they were getting... This is getting dicey fast. Getting dicey fast. <laughs> There's some funny jokes in what? here. We drew lawyers eating from a pile of corn-infested feces with Muhammad beating his wife, and okay, what's going well, to take us down yeah. is making fun of Stephen Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be perfect? Who knew? Who All right, knew? so back to the question. What do you think the late-night blind spot is? I was reading mm. this article from the Daily Beast. Obviously, sexual harassment is all the rage. We'll talk about it with the Hodge twins. I'm sure we can talk more policy with Ben Shapiro, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you they, 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 they have some yeah. stories. We'll ask them about it. The Daily Beast wrote an article about how Louis C.K. has exposed a blind spot for late night hosts. So that's the actual title, exposes most glaring blind spot, right? <laughs> so I saw this headline and I thought, yes! yes! Fantastic! So finally, they get it maybe? And I started reading, the late night landscape is littered with straight white male comedians. Oh. <laughs> No, I know. Bait and switch. They go under. So from Harvey Weinstein to Kevin Spacey to Louis C.K., it's hard to find many pop culture stories that aren't directly dealing with sexual abuse and the systems that allow rich white men to get away with crimes for decades. I think rich white men is synonym for far left Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they say straight? Kevin Spacey came out as gay. Yeah, straight white men. Yeah. One of them's really gay. Like, gay gay. <laughs> also, the other one, who was really bad, is gay and Japanese. Gay and Japanese. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's a rich, straight, white, white. straight yes. men. I mean, it, it, by the way, also, if we're going to talk, they're, they're not covering Louis C.K. Yeah. Roy Moore. They cover him. They Bill O'Reilly. They cover him. George W. Bush, you know, patted someone on the ass. They covered him. So it's not a straight white male problem. No. It's a liberal elite classism <laughs> problem. <laughs> My so they go on to write that it was relatively easy for late night to make jokes of Daily Beast, by the way, serious publication, not fake news, for late <laughs> night to make jokes about Cosby, perhaps because they were from a different generation than him. His star had already fallen quite a bit and because, well, they're not black. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. Um, there were allegations against Bill Cosby for years, which no one really covered. John Milward was a freelance reporter, and uh, he confirmed that, what was his name, like Tarshi? Tarshis? Tarshis. Tarshis in the early 1980s, though he never really wrote about them. In 1996, uh, there was a victim, Valentino, who connected a former playmate. Like, this is not new with Bill Cosby. No. Yeah. Okay? And it wasn't, it, wasn't not, it wasn't not covered because he was black or, be, or something, else, something else wasn't not covered because they were white. I don't even know yeah. what it is anymore. It's confusing to keep up with these narratives. Like, well, <laughs> They're saying no one covered it because he's black, but now I'm reading stories where they did cover it, so I'm missing up my, uh, my own analogies. <laughs> Who knows? It's almost like it's hard to keep track of. It's almost like it's hard to keep track. The tryouts are working. Someone just jammed a pool cue in my ear. You need a chart of when to be offended when they coincide. So they didn't really cover it with Bill Cosby. Intersectional offense. Until there was legal action. From over 30 women. That's when everyone started covering it. That's more than one. When it was enough to fill an entire hockey roster. And like, oh, maybe there's something Both here. Sides. But, 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 what if only half of those were true? Yes, what if yes. only what half of them were true? Them. Hmm. I wouldn't buy any more pudding. Well, I, I, you know, people always go, like, he did the pudding pop ads for, like, th like three months. 
People crystallize him at the worst moment of his I career know. with that. It's, it's not fair. <laughs> Bill, you've done a lot of bad, but I will not hold that against you. That's true. He also talked to God in comedy, and that was fun. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. You're drunk. <laughs> so they go on to writing Daily Beast. Yeah. It's why a diverse array of voices in late night is so vital these days. Oh, they're coming back around. Maybe maybe they're going to get it. We're yeah, going to find some common yeah. ground. Everyone who's not a straight white male, Kevin Spacey notwithstanding, George Takei notwithstanding, <laughs> Bill Cosby notwithstanding, are the ones who found themselves under attack this year. There are precious few people who can speak to that experience on late night. This is quite literally, and I'm not misusing literally, I don't mean figuratively, quite literally the least self-aware article I've ever read in my life. Ira Madison of the Daily Beast is in the process of falsely attacking straight white males, saying no one can do it. You're doing it. You're, and you're lumping under straight white males gay Japanese guy who grabbed someone's balls and bragged about it on Howard Stern and Kevin Spacey who raped like 15 kids. Kids. Pedophiles. Tomorrow's protected class. Yeah. And not only that, yeah. when they're talking specifically about late night, this person, Ira Madison at Daily Beast. You yeah. can come on the show and defend your piece. Absolutely would love to speak with you. Ira Madison at Daily Beast. I repeat, Ira Madison. <laughs> Ira. Because I've clearly missed something. <laughs> late night hosts include Samantha Beach, Trevor Noah, formerly Larry Wilmore, John Stewart is Jewish, Chelsea Handler, that gay guy on Bravo, Arsenio Hall recently tried to have a comeback. But you're right, even with all of that diversity, here's the thing, Ira, ironically, Ira, ironically, that's a great fighter name. Like, yeah. Ira, the ironic dentist mauler, Madison, <laughs> also a pussy. So, Where did you go? <laughs> the, the irony here is, is, this writer is correct, there is a complete lack of diversity despite all the diversity that you see in late night in this picture. Yeah. Now, how could that be? Huh. Right? That's pretty diverse, but it's, there's a complete lack of diversity. It's, it's, it's a riddle, like you don't bury survivors. <laughs> every single one in that picture, and also Samantha Bee, who's not in there, every single one is a noted, unabashed leftist. Hmm. All of them have effectively endorsed the same candidate. Now, you, you see all races, genders, orientations there. They all come from the exact same political and cultural cloth, including the same cloth of their buddy Louis C.K. <laughs> that's why, that's why they go after Roy Moore and Bill O'Reilly, by the way, we went after, we joked about Bill O'Reilly like it was our job. Of course. Equal oh, opportunity. It was joke manna. <laughs> the article is writing about blind spots, and it is one big giant blind spot. Here's the thing with leftists. They, they see everything through the prism of race, right. sex, and sexual orientation that they, they just assume the entire world must do that as well. It's like, no, actually, there are a few other defining things I can think of that, that sculpt my political and, and, and worldview, and it has nothing to do with my penis. Well, in fact, that's white. <laughs> like Merritt, though in Nakia Jira's case, his penis is his merit. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's his golden it's ticket. His... It opens a lot of doors. <laughs> We're going to say, exactly. uh, Gerald. I was going to say that I, I think, you're, I think you're, uh, you're onto something. They're also all douchebags. I mean, look at each right. one of those guys. They are—they're not funny. They have no diversity I of thought. I think there's no well, diversity of okay, thought. Well, okay, sorry, sorry. Some of them are somewhat funny, but I think we've chronicled how unfunny a lot of them really are. Well, Samantha so B does like two shows and then takes nine months off. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like it's, as a woman, she can't handle the workload. <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh. <laughs> no, but I implied. I'm it. leaving you on the branch, buddy. I—I—I <laughs> I, 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 I seriously like this is proof positive that the left could not care less about merit or intellectual diversity. So here, when we're talking yeah. about late night hosts, a false premise, this is a straight white male problem, we now know it's not, they want more minority hosts, which they already have, for the sake of more minority hosts. 
They want the same thing in college. They've bitched about wanting the same thing in the tech industry. They want the same thing in politics. And the irony is that th the very reason that they're demanding diversity for diversity's sake across the board without exception is precisely the byproduct of a complete intellectual far left monolith incapable of actual intellectual diversity. Let's like, to use an example, it's 100% of us want gender fluidity. Okay, <laughs> how about rational fluidity? Every nope. single one of us demands tolerance. Every single one, except we don't tolerate even one amongst you who might disagree. We all need to be the resistance, except when the entire entertainment industry and media complex claims to be the resistance, but you're all the ones silencing voices of resistance, you're the Death Star. <laughs> there is a blind spot. And it's that this writer, just like every single late night writer and their hosts and producers have encouraged and fostered this hedonistic cesspool that has bred the monsters that are Louis C.K., Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, George Takei, Ben Affleck, Casey Affleck, Dustin Hoffman, and you can't write about them and you can't joke about them because you've created them. It's why we can joke about them. It's why we can joke about Bill O'Reilly having phone sex on Skype poorly, as well as Louis C.K. <laughs> and Harvey Weinstein. And critique down. his performance as well. <laughs> Way to pile on, buddy. It's true, though. They're like, there's, there's a real, this is why they can't. No, that's not why they can't. They can't because he is the monster you've created in an industry that you've created. It's why you, at Daily Beast, or, or Trevor, take your pick. It's why you and these hosts cannot host differing opinions for regular rational debate, and we can. It's why you can't talk about sex offenders in your own industry with your own children, and we can. So here's the thing left. You go ahead and you keep demanding your diversity quotas. We're going to keep on going ahead actually being diverse. Here's, how about that for an idea? Speaking of diversity, we're gonna have Ben Shapiro up next. Is he Jewish? Is he a demigod? I don't know, we'll ask him. Mug Club, that's only $99 annually for that hand-etched, hand-painted mug, plus Lado with Crowder daily content, along with Morning Grinders, The Friday Show, Mark Levin, Gavin McGinnis, it's only $69 annually for your student or veteran. Enter in promo code student slash veteran. Mug Club. My, you're primitive. Belt keep you warm. Use as blanket. Oh, blanket, that reminds me. Here. <laughs> What's this? You'll find out in 12 to 16 business days. Thank you. Not yet. This year, give thanks for Mug Club. Quality content at affordable pricing. It's better than genocide.
that aroma, just the vessel. You, you can't. Fart, you farted in the break, didn't you? You, you, you? No, you can't. It enhance, you can't get the. It's like a wine glass. You can't get that with a tumbler. Really, a big fan of our next guest. I always love having him on the show. It's, a, it's like it's a metal straw. Like, what is this? What are you gonna bring out next? A beaker? I don't want to drink my coffee from a beaker. But this, I feel like Doc Holliday. Uh, Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, the Ben Shapiro show on iTunes. Uh, he's known across the land. He, I think he has a cold as well. So thank you for being with us. I How do. are you feeling, Ben Shapiro? Uh, you know, I'm 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 doing okay. I'm getting through it with the with this, the greatest of all tumblers, and I'm fondling it like a Senate candidate would, a 14-year-old girl, apparently. Yes, so yeah. That's, well, that's exciting. Well, I'm glad uh, that you you uh, made that analogy and not us. And uh, good luck with the I sale. I hate everything. Okay, <laughs> let me just start with that. I hate everything, and I hate everyone, and all of American politics is a giant. Freaking dumpster fire that never ends. Before we get to the really bad dumpster fire, Donald Trump Asia. Uh, we were all waiting for some some bigger announcements, some big news. Yeah. Your, your thoughts? We found out it was a continent, which was exciting. Uh, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Trump, Trump comes back, he says, I have a huge message. And I was thinking, oh, this is when he's finally going to say that he's going to force the DOJ to start a special investigation of Hillary Clinton or something. Or maybe he's going to build a wall like you know he had said he was going to do. But instead, it turned out the big announcement was that he found a McDonald's in China. It was yeah. like he went out there and he just he was gonna describe his entire trip. He's like, "There's a hotel. It's great. The goldfish are beautiful." Like, I was waiting for you know like an announcement here, and that didn't happen. When the when the most newsworthy thing about your Asia so press delicious. conference is that you drank from a bottle. Right. Sorry, I was interrupting you with uh, him singing uh, the goldfish song. He could Continue. have at least figured out how much of uh, of of Russia is Europe, how much is Asia, because we. I never know. No one knows. No, no one, knows. one knows. That's exactly right. And Trump, Trump was exactly the man to draw that line. But you know that that didn't happen. So we didn't we didn't get any big announcements about Asia. We also didn't get any announcements about Roy Moore today. So that was exciting. Okay, uh, good Sarah Huckabee Sanders coming out, and I get that. I'm I'm very excited that that Donald Trump has things to say about NFL players kneeling, and he has things to say about Jamel Hill being fired. But when it comes to like a Senate Republican candidate in Alabama against whom there are very credible allegations of child molestation, that he has personally in endorsed that candidate, then now we're gonna go with the, oh, this is very serious, but it's up to the people of Alabama to decide. Like, yeah, I, no, no, well, you say really no credible. bleep Sherlock. So, no bleep Sherlock. <laughs> like, I, I get that it's up to the people of Alabama to decide. They get to vote, but like, do you have an opinion? Like, right. you have opinions on everything. You can literally <laughs> find a Trump opinion on every single thing that has ever happened in the history of his Twitter feed. Right? right. It, it's become a joke. Like, there's a tweet for every single thing. It doesn't matter what it is. There's a Trump tweet for it. But you get to this, and all of a sudden, it's like, well, I, I just don't know. You know, I, I have no opinions on this whatsoever. I guess it's kind of serious, but, you know, what am I supposed well, to— Well, let me ask you this. What are you supposed to do? I mean, you're, now, now would be the time for you to actually, like, not lose the Alabama Senate race because you're too cowardly to actually— Put put more out of the race. Here's the problem. Well, right one now, second, before we go yeah, to the, problem, the, the one, polls, one, one, the one, polls say that, oh, that it's at oh, least oh, a dead oh, even. Okay, it, I'm not losing the race for Roy Moore. The person losing the race for Roy Moore me. is Roy Moore. I don't think he can yeah. hear me. I was going to ask you, Ben. I think he's just maybe in a, in a rage. He's like Eric Bana, only he stays Eric Bana. So um, this was about what the 40 years were like. Ben goes, "You won't like me when I'm angry." Yeah, no giveaways on the new Thor movie, but like the transition back to Mark Ruffalo never happens. No, exactly. So you say credible, uh, credible cases against Roy Moore. Let me ask you about this, because I, I will say this. I thought he didn't even defend it when it first came out. He sidestepped it. But the moment I see Gloria already, I go, oh, she only yeah. takes on cases where there are no proof, so she can't be called on it, certainly in the last decade. And my eyebrow goes up. Yeah, and I hear that. I mean, Gloria Allred immediately sort of lathers on the, the incredulity for everyone. And mm -hmm. I think that's true across the aisle. The, the, the thing that makes these allegations a little more credible than just going out there and alleging stuff is that there are supporting details that can actually be verified, 
Like, was there a restaurant that, that this woman worked at? Did she quit the day that she said that she quit? Was she going to the high school she said that she was going to? Did she know Roy Moore? Right? Was Roy Moore hanging around there? And then you have all these reports that are coming out from a variety of people talking about how Roy Moore was acting creepy around teenage girls for years. And it's, it, you know, when it's one woman alleging something, uh, or when it's anonymous sources alleging something, then I tend to be very skeptical. Like, they, I remember there's there all these allegations about Cruz. Remember from the National Enquirer that Trump felt were credible, right? Those were credible from the National Enquirer about Cruz stooping everything inside. Because if we know anything about Ted Cruz, it's that he's a sex bomb. And one, and one, of, them worked, out there one of them worked that, for Trump was Katrina Pearson. That's exactly right. It was Katrina Pearson, his own press secretary. And he was like, yeah, it was prob probably this is all true. I mean, the National Enquirer should have won a Pulitzer. And that was credible. But when it comes to, you know, a couple of allegations that have supporting details, and I got to say, like, Sometimes you have to assess uh, the, the, the actual testimony of the person on its own merits. And I don't know about you, but the lady who actually went out there and read her statement, that did not seem like a highly non-credible person to me. I mean, she's at least as credible as Juanita Broderick, and everybody on the right believes Juanita Broderick. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm failing to see. Here's my well, problem. Well, one thing I will if say, have... one thing is there are, there are far fewer people who are providing credible evidence, or certainly that's not circumstantial, as opposed to the Clintons, when there are, there's just a long line of people who had just a slew of evidence with Bill Clinton. We don't have that with Roy Moore yet. Well, I mean, there, there are a lot of people who are making allegations, but as far as the credible evidence, you know, it was really Kathleen Willey making an accusation, Juanita Broderick making an accusation, and it, it, this is always how it goes, right? It depends on the number of accusations and the credibility. So here is what I've been saying all along. If you want to make the case that these people are not credible, that none of the allegations are credible, then make that case. And also be honest enough to, to admit that your standard would be the same if it were a Democrat. Because what I see is a bunch of people on the right who would basically be going nuts if these allegations were made about anybody on the left, right? right? We would be saying, how dare the Democrats not dump this, this alleged child molester overboard? But if it's a Republican, then it's all, well, you know, the Washington Post had to get him. The Washington Post <laughs> is trying to knock him down. Right. You know, yes, it's politically motivated, but two things can be true at once. Right. A political motivation can be there, and also it can be true, right? I was there when Andrew Breitbart took down Andrew, uh, Anthony Weiner. <laughs> Andrew Breitbart didn't like Anthony Weiner. Right? It, there was political motivation in the sense that Breitbart was not a fan of Anthony Weiner, but it was all true. Right. Right. And, and this is this is the problem that I have with this whole thing. And then you get to the the you know actual voting for more. And the biggest problem for me is that there are alternatives right now. Right. We're we're not. The, the election isn't tomorrow. Like people who are saying it's a binary between Doug Jones and Roy Moore, you know, I, listen, I'm the guy who, who didn't vote in the presidential election, so I'm, I'm fine with staying home. I, I really generally don't have a problem with well, that. Well, you're but pretty sick. You need your rest. Get some soup. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at me. Look at me. But, but, but aside from that, uh, I think that he, right now you could have a real write-in candidacy for somebody like Jeff Sessions, but it requires somebody like Trump to actually put his foot down and say it's time for Moore to step out of the race. You know, even Sean Hannity wouldn't do it, right? Sean Hannity gives him the 24-hour notice and says, you know, tomorrow I need this guy gone if he doesn't provide me any sort of credible response to this. And Roy Moore provides no credible response. And then Sean's response is, well, we'll let the people of Alabama well, decide. You know, that's well, what I, I did what? think that was funny. It was like Sean Hannity had his Mel Gibson from Ransom moment, like this is as close as you'll ever get to this money. And then he didn't get a any response at all from Gary Sinise's character. And so then it was just Mel Gibson leaving a voicemail. You will call me back! <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's basically right. I mean, yeah. to make the taken analogies, he's pledging a certain set of skills. Those skills did not show themselves to be in abeyance right there. So right. it's, I just, I, I'm not... Well, this, uh, this, this segues into we just talked about this from with the... the response on people uh, of people on the right. If you want to have a consistent standard on anything, right? You want to have a standard that only convicts are barred from Congress. Fine, as long as that's consistent. You want to have a standard that these allegations have to be super duper 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 credible, like to the point of no doubt. That's fine, so long as you consistently apply it. But right. if we're going to play this game where Al Franken needs to resign from the Senate, but Roy Moore doesn't. 
Yeah, yeah no, I, th I think you're absolutely yeah. right. We were just talking about that. The Daily Beast said that the late night hosts have a blind spot talking about Louis C.K. and how they and they said it's a it's a blind spot of all the late night hosts being straight white males. <laughs> and that's and I'm going, hold on a second. George Takei, Kevin Spacey, like he raped like 15 other gay guys. Like this is not a straight George Takei's Japanese and grabbed someone's balls. So the blind spot is that, it, it, by the way, Roy Moore, they go oh after my. Bill O'Reilly. They go after Louis C.K. Not a peep from a lot of these people. I, I think that we need to be better than that. It is obviously politically motivated for a lot of these folks, and of course there's no intellectual diversity on the left. But um, it is really frustrating, like, like you're saying, to see this mm. and to see people not necessarily be uh, consistent. I don't know, the jury's still out on Roy Moore, but it looks it looks pretty rough. Looks pretty bad. Yeah, it, it doesn't look good to me. And, and again, you know, it, 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 to me, it's always about the consistency, because if we don't have a standard, you know, we keep saying that we shouldn't have any standards because the left doesn't have any standards. And of course that's true, right? The left is now deciding that Bill Clinton should be trust, thrown over uh, under the bus. Right now that his desiccated political corpse is is sort of walking the landscape unmoored from Hillary Clinton. Now we have now we can finally put the stake through him. Right? We couldn't do it 20 years ago, but now you got Matt Iglesias saying, well, you know, now it, he really should have resigned back in 1998. Well, thanks, dude. Get back in your time machine and tell Grover, uh, you know, Grover Cleveland they should have resigned for fathering a child out of wedlock in 1892. Like, as long as we're just doing the everything bad in the past, I'll condemn routine. Right. You know, thanks for that. But yeah, how about what you're going to say about Bob Menendez or Al Franken? How, I was going like to say Bob Menendez. I mean, I used to debate Alicia Menendez every single Sunday on Fox and Friends, Sunday, until the people who ran the think tank she worked for said, you should stop doing this. <laughs> and, then I, and then there was like five Sundays where it was a rotating person and then never again. Yeah. Um, ben said Grover, and, and for like 10, 15 seconds, I was thinking, I was thinking the hairy blue puppet and I was really yeah, disappointed and heartbroken. On. Right. Super and then I Grover realized with the leather helmet. <laughs> Dodge that one. Yeah, and you realize actually Super Grover didn't wear that leather helmet willingly. It was because he just stepped out of the short bus and he kept true. ramming into things. Poor guy. Yeah, uh, Menendez to me is probably the biggest scandal out of all of these. So explain for people who don't necessarily know what happened there. We're talking about actual so, rating of funds. <laughs> yeah, I mean basically he was he was taking a, a crap load. The allegation is he was taking $600,000 from a guy named Solomon Melgan this doctor who was trying to smuggle his girlfriends into the U.S. to strip them, basically. And, and one of the allegations was that Menendez was flying around with people like Jeffrey Epstein, and he was also trying to get the, uh, he, was, he was trying to get visas, like actually secure visas for Melgan's girlfriends, and Melgan was putting up at fancy hotels in Paris. There were some ancillary allegations that, you know, I never saw all the proof materialize about activities in Puerto Rico that were untoward, shall we say. But the, yeah, but the actual things that he, were being tried, uh, he was being tried on were, were these corruption allegations. The jury it was a hung jury, um, and uh, and he is basically declaring his innocence now. And then I love the people in the Senate who keep saying, well, you know what we'll do? We'll open up a Senate ethics investigation. That'll do it. You know, we'll, we'll open one against Franken. And then if Moore gets elected, we'll open one against Moore. Here is a statistic for you. Between 2007 and 2016, there were 613 different complaints to the Senate Ethics Committee. How many sanctions were actually placed during that period? The answer? is zero. Uh, zero. I was gonna say there four. is nothing emptier than a Senate Ethics Committee investigation. They just don't they don't do anything. So this is a way for this is why all the Democrats Al Franken himself said, I hope they open a Senate invest, ethics investigation into me. Uh, you know that I, Al Franken was he said that today. He said, I would love an investigation into me. Right, because nothing's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. That's like, uh, that's OJ searching for the real killer. What he really should have said is, I hope all they do is launch a Senate ethics investigation <laughs> into me. I hope that's all they do. And yeah, you, listen, the, the inconsistency, I will say, is I, I know you and I have talked off air about this, how it's been really freeing for you. Listen, I support uh, President Trump where he's right, and there's some things that he's done that I'm a fan of, and I make fun of him where he's not. We, we, we made fun of Bill O'Reilly like it was our job, uh, of course. Uh, Eric Bowling was the only one we put a moratorium on jokes regarding Eric Bowling because of his son for a week. Mm, right. 
Outside of that, it's been fair game on every single person. It's, it's a competition to see who can fit the Weinstein joke in the night's monologue in the earliest. I, I, I don't understand how people, especially people who work in the entertainment industry, in comedy, um, and then on the political side, can 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 look themselves in the mirror and not do their job. Ours is to make fun of everything and to at least be insightful. But then you hear a lot of these AM radio hosts now and cable news, and I just want to hit. I want to hit myself in the head with the conch like Piggy and Lord of the Flies and let them take my glasses to build a fight. It is so <laughs> depressing to me because you know that now it seems like there's no semblance of even trying to tell their audience the truth, even if they disagree with it. Yeah, I mean that that does bother me from the commentators. Like you figure politicians are going to be politicians, but the commentators who are who are sort of shying away from saying things uh, they, like when, when a commentator whose job it is to give you their opinion suddenly says you know make up your own mind <laughs> it's like well uh, uh, like that really like you, you've been you, you haven't shut up for like 30 years right. and now all of a sudden it's make up your own mind listen if you went out every day and said on these issues make up your own mind then guess what you would never show Right. right, but suddenly it's make up your own mind when when the going gets tough and you actually have to make a tough call. Are you going to alienate people or you're not going to alienate people? And so, it, you know, this this attempt not to alienate anyone that bothers me. The other thing that bothers me is this 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 whole attempt to recast the Roy Moore thing into it's establishment versus non-establishment. Right, this is the Steve Bannon line that this whole thing is supposed to be. You know, if you're establishment, you want Roy Moore gone. But if you're non-establishment, if you're a hard-nosed, bare knuckles, brass balled brawler, then you want Roy Moore because child molesters your bag when you're that kind of person. You know that that it, I, I, it's 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 really astonishing the media has fallen for it. Uh, I mean, it's pretty obvious what I think Bannon is doing there. Bannon stapled himself to Moore's leg during the primary run. He had nothing to do with Moore winning. And then when Moore won, he said, "It's you know I'm taking credit for it. I'm the leader of the movement. So now he has to defend Moore no matter what happens here." But the idea that if you think Moore should step down, it's because you want to lose the seat. I want Moore to step down so we can win the seat. Right. Right. If Moore stays in the race right now, there's a good shot he's going to lose the race. Larry Sabato moved it into lean dem yesterday. Right. Okay. So it's Moore staying in the race that's going to lose the race right now. If you were to drop out and Jeff Sessions were to leave the attorney generalship and run, then guess what? This would remain a Republican seat. You've now right, bored me. I, you know what I was going to say about uh, <laughs> you know when you read these people say bare knuckle brawler. What I always find funny is that people like Sarah Palin kind of did this, and I won't name other names, but like, oh, I'm the tough mom. Or they, but they use an analogy, particularly combat analogies, and it's totally incorrect. Someone said, you know what? The difference with me is I'm a street brawler. I have no gloves, and so I throw punches nonstop. I'm going, hold, 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 hold on a second. Did you watch Jack Dempsey? Like, did you watch old school boxing? If you have no gloves, you don't throw volume punches because you break your hands. It's the opposite. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather throws punches in volume because he's about 120 pounds and he's got 16-ounce pitter-patters. So they use these things to sound tough and you're like, oh, you've never been in a fight in your life. That to me is more interesting. Well, well also, also uh, some of the people who use these sort of analogies are like legitimately the last person who would ever enter a gym. Yes. Like, I don't use these analogies because I'm not physically imposing. Right? Is that like, I'm not, I'm not going to go around talking about how I'm a rough, tough guy. I just beat people up for a living. It's like, N have you seen me? <laughs> like, well, you do CrossFit. No. You can do some mean kip pull-ups. That, 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 that's exactly right. I can, I can, I can knock out thirty pull-ups, no problem. But you know, that, that, that's not going to help me in a fight particularly much. I mean, <laughs> unless it's hanging on a fight. cliff. You're like, ah. Right. What, what I'm going to do is I'm going to climb the wall like Spider-Man. It's just going to be the luckiest fight in the world. There's going to be one of these ladders. It's going to be one of those jump ladders with the, with the bar, and I'm, I'm going to get lucky, and it's going to be my day. Well, that's, if you're in a dead hang, if you're in a dead hang, and you just like debate them, so you get them confused, so you're debating long enough that their their lactic acid builds up faster than you, and they fall, then you have a fighting <laughs> technique, and we'll exactly. call. The Shapiro. He's got him hanging from the cliff for longer than he's comfortable. He's pulling a Shapiro. I can see that. It would be the, be the greatest fighting move since Karate Kid. <laughs> by the way, how, how you win a fight by standing on one leg 
when you legitimately can only kick with one leg is an astonishing is an astonishing feat. I mean, it's still one of the great film feats of all time. It, it would seem as though it's almost easy to predict. Also, you lived right near where uh, Daniel LaRusso's apartment was. I remember I went to his apartment. This comes up in every other interview. It's one of the highlights of, of Stephen Crowder's life is the fact that he saw the apartment where where Russo lived. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. I, I saw it. I remember I saw like the area where he threw his bike in the dumpster. He's like, I just want to go back home to Queens, Ma. And I was like, Ben. Do you, do you know where you are? And I was like, no. And I run out in the street and with my phone, I have a flip phone, I'm taking pictures. I'm like, this is where they shot Karate Kid. This is where Daniel LaRusso lived. It was wild. I mean, uh, I, no yeah, I remember you actually went down to the local CVS. You bought a bunch of candles. You lit a shrine. I did. It was, it was totally, oh. it was totally insane. Then you started for some reason waxing the windows of my car, which I was grateful for, but I didn't really understand why you were doing well, it. Well, two separate truth. things. I had wax for the windows, but the candles were I lit so that then Louis C.K. could look in the polished mirror and masturbate furiously by himself. We have Ben <laughs> Shapiro on, on the off. show. We have to get to the Hodge twins, who, by the way, are fans of yours. I'll put them in touch. Uh, where's the best place for people to find you, Ben? Well, you can follow me on Twitter where I never shut up, at Ben Shapiro, or you can go over to dailywire.com where, uh, where you can watch my show. We're also on iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, and uh, if you wish to subscribe, then you will get this. What has widely been considered the greatest uh, vessel for all beverages in the history of mankind. Can't I mean, see it. I've heard that it cures cancer. That's that's what I that's what I hear. I can't verify that. That's not been approved by the uh, FDA. It seems like that, your camera cut out with the top. I don't know how that happened. It's so that's unfortunate. Weird. But it is true. Ben's right. His mom wrote a slew of good reviews on uh, on Google and Yelp. <laughs> all right, Ben. Thank you so much. Go get some soup. Wrap a hot towel around your head. Feel better. We'll be back. Hot twins. And now for Barely Legal with Bill Richmond, sponsored by Mug Club. Hi, I'm Bill Richmond, the half-Asian lawyer for Louder with Crowder, here to clear up confusing legal terms and misconceptions. Harold from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan says, Bill, I'm here in America and I'm not sure I understand the difference between an indictment and an impeachment. Well, Harold, we're glad you're here and let me help you clear that up. An impeachment is formal charges brought against a public official. An indictment are charges brought against any old individual, usually for a crime as well. So let me give you a history lesson related to that. Hillary Clinton had draft indictments drafted against her for her role in the Whitewater scandal. Her husband, old Willie, had articles of impeachment approved against him by the U.S. House of Representatives for perjury, obstruction of justice, being a lying sack of shit, and for snuck all over Paula Jones. I hope that helps. From Louder with Crowder, cheers. This has been Barely Legal with Bill Richmond, sponsored by Mug Club. What are you doing? I didn't, uh, I don't think we made sure it's that big. Oh yeah, now we sell 3X and 4X for burly men. Or women. Yeah, right. So who is like, the person you want to see in these, like, the most, but the least likely to put one on. You mean like on three? Yeah, three, you ready? All right. Three, two, one. Trinity Michael Pop Moore. Candy Michael Moore. Michael Moore. SlaughterWithCrowderShop.com. Shirts are now available in 3X and 4XL for the burly man in you. And that box. And now listen to this. Our next guest. It's always a treat for me. I don't know if that's the word I should use. Um, <laughs> there's some. There's like one of our lady viewers who's 80 is going, oh, a treat. Oh, it's like one of those saltwater taffies. It's, not, it's, it's not, nothing like it's that. It's not an interview as much as an experience. It's an, ex it's an immersive yeah. experience. Like the last time I went to the yeah. Titanic Museum in, in Branson, Missouri, in order to make up for how crappy it was, they said, it's the experience. It's experience. Like, well, what, is that 
but it's half the size of the Titanic. And, and that's I paid all full price. And I paid full price. <laughs> yes, and I paid full price. All right, you can follow them on YouTube. I have for a while. They have had fitness channels, and, and they're obviously a very dapper young gentleman, but they also talk news of the day. Ask Hodge Twins on the YouTube. Uh, I always, I, listen, you look so much alike, I get the names confused. So g do the Timmy and Tommy Tibble for the audience real quick. Who, which one's which? Uh, you're Kevin. That would make me Keith, right? <laughs> Man, shut up. <laughs> Keith and Kevin Hart's here. Have you ever, uh, when you were young, did you ever, I know this is a typical twin question, did you ever, like, switch each other for, for school tests or something if you were better in one topic? You oh, know, yeah, all we, the time. We girls, tried it, classes, <laughs> everything. And you don't supposed to say girls. That's how, like, actually... Uh, yeah, that's rape. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an but actual it, offense. It, it wasn't stupid. It was in on it. You're just playing. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us into our first topic. Stallone, Franken. I mean, I know you guys have talked about the recent sexual harassment kind of allegations going on in Hollywood, but this is just dropping today. Um, I mean, what are, what are, what are your... Oh, come, come on, come on now. Yeah, we just, we just got from the gym. I just ate me a hamburger. Uh, I'm kind of behind on the news, man. What's going on with Frank? With uh, who you say, Stallone? Yeah, Stallone. What? Well, not Gay Jared was read up on it more. Is it he he pressured a 16 year old girl into a uh, uh, into the uh, group, group, into, group sexual to, encounter? Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is yeah. Rambo. Yeah, this is Stallone. Rambo. Yeah. Rocky one, Rocky two, Rocky three. This is the same person we talking about here, right? Yes. Also, this the coach from Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I know, I know it's like a point of pride. I know in like the black community, Creed was awful. I'm sorry, you guys. You don't get to, you don't get to clean that one. No, no. Um, that afro was clean, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice and symmetrical. It was nice, man. Oh, was but, uh, so, oh man, Rocky. 16. Yeah, this, this I mean, sounds more like this the Stallone. This just happened or is it in the past? Uh, uh, no, in the, in the past. A while ago. Yeah, quite a while ago. ago. Yeah, this sounds more like the Rocky that was responsible for Rocky Five, though, if we're, if we're getting but, down to brass tacks. This sounds like the Rocky, who was actually nicknamed the Italian Stallion when he did yeah. softcore pornography in his younger years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, so it's that's not a surprise. Like... And then Al Franken, uh, there have been some, some other allegations. You know, it's all allegedly. But there is a picture of him fondling uh, a female soldier on her breastplate. But to be fair, you know, it's like a metal sort of Kevlar breastplate. Right, yeah. So, uh, okay. but, oh. you know, but, you know, that's Franken. Um, yeah. None of that stuff surprised me because, like, I was what, about a year and a half ago? About two years ago. About two years ago? Like, we got this uh, this uh, production company out in L.A., right? It was, what was it at? West Hollywood? <laughs> Probably. It's a bad but anyway, <laughs> they called us up. We said, guys, we love you guys. We got this great show idea. We're going to pitch to NBC. Matter of fact, NBC had already bought the show or something like that. Yeah. And we want, want you guys to be the host. I'm like, I want to be on TV. So we bought these plane tickets, like, last moment. Right? 3000 4000 $5,000, something like that. Right, yeah. last right. So the tickets were expensive. So we go there, you know, get there, and I ain't got nothing against homosexuals, man. But <laughs> so I walk in, this dude is flaming homosexual. He's, he's Kevin Spacey he when they like yell cut. Glow around, right? <laughs> he's got glitter around him, flying, pink glow. He's like he's floating in the air. Yeah, I mean, real nice guy, but he's talking to himself about the show, and this guy's like, Staring at a crotch the whole time. Didn't even look at my face. He didn't yeah. even see my pretty green eyes. He was too busy looking at my crotch. Well, he's probably afraid of your pretty green eyes because when a black guy has them, it's just we think like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We're not used to it. <laughs> That's worked so many times. I'm telling you. As soon as I see a girl, I'm like, how you doing? 
Yeah. <laughs> and then you say, I got to go to the Bring bathroom and you the, tag your, your twin in. So, okay, so he was looking at your, your junk the whole time. Um, the whole time. And it turned out to be one big casting couch video. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. We was on the, we was on the casting couch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you're twins. So that's so much yeah. worse. You know, he I was mean, purposeful. If we, if we took advantage of it, I'd be a millionaire right now. <laughs> no, I don't think you'd be a millionaire. I just think you'd be uh, working. You'd be, uh, you'd be a pool boy for a millionaire in a, in a speedo. Kurt, long story short, I was asking myself, so you have a text us to the show and this, this, and nah, they don't know about you guys yet, but we want to pick you guys. I'm like, we're not even telling a text to the show. So it's right. like, man, let's get out of here. Then he's like, after the day, what are y'all doing tonight? Man, <laughs> going back to my room, I'm going to please myself. <laughs> Well, you know, this is interesting because uh, obviously, listen, obviously sexual assault is horrible and it, it occurs typically against women more than men. Now, that being said, when it occurs against men, like here, we had uh, Kevin Sorbo on talking about <laughs> Versace. Versace. It's not as offensive. I mean, you're two big guys. You can take care of yourself. I had that in, in Hollywood when I was sleeping out of my dots and there was actually a job posting. And it was like cleaning up, you know, I thought like cleanup crew, but it was, it was something like 50 something dollars an hour. Mm -hmm. And what it was, it was cleaning houses uh, in your underwear in West Hollywood. And they're like, there's no touching. You just clean in your underwear or for less money, short shorts. And I actually called my brother because I was sleeping in my car. I'm like, they said no touching. He's like, no, no, you do not do this. That is not a slippery slope you want to go down. It's pretty common, you know, it's entertainment. Common. Especially ever, with ever grab my ass just during the break. Yeah, well, but that's you know. part. That's under the contract. That's it's not true. a violation. Independent contractor status. Fuck that, man. But that sounds like a pretty good gig to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys probably probably do really well with that. Uh, you're in the fitness industry, right? So in the fitness industry, yeah. you get a you get a lot of of. Uh, uh, homosexuals oh, yeah. and aggressive people. So, it, yeah. have there like, been other instances of you this? Get the big, you get the big, strong, horrible. <laughs> yeah, except, you know, they're, they're a little shorter when they're on their knees for Joe Weider. So, it's it's kind of the nature. But it's of... a lot of that in the bodybuilding community. They call it gay for pay. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, what, that's how a lot of bodybuilders actually provide for themselves. They get on a webcam and do a couple of deeds, <laughs> pay them bills. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people approached us right when we started. Yeah. You know, we came out with just like a bodybuilding transformation video, right? So we yeah. got our shirts off and, yeah. and then soon as How much you gonna pay us? It's gonna pay us 1500 to, uh, that's cheap, man. <laughs> yeah, it was gonna offer us 1500 to just stand there and just, you know, be a homosexual. <laughs> I, don't, I think that's in the fine print. Um, yeah. It's like when David Cremelt reads the clause and the Santa Claus. You have to put it under a, a magnifying glass. Well, listen, so you say it doesn't surprise you, but people talk about, uh, obviously on the left, they say, well, we have a rape culture in the country. You know, I've talked about this. You don't live, uh, I don't think you, you don't live full time in, in uh, West Hollywood or these areas. Um, and you travel the country, certainly doing, doing stand up dates. I've not seen it anywhere outside of the entertainment industry. Maybe DC, I don't know it well enough, but it seems to me that maybe Hollywood has a blind spot in there, and there's a rape culture, one in four women, because it's true there, but not elsewhere. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah, uh, Hollywood, they ain't got no HR department. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do, but he's raping people as he brings them into the HR department. <laughs> HR, HR's ain't on it. <laughs> HR's doing the raping. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's it's a big time problem in Hollywood. At the time, we had a manager. She warned us about that. So about wherever that. we went, she was always with us because 
she wanted to uh, protect us from that. Yeah. Right. Because she said we had them pretty green eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and then she said, and no one can grow up you except for me, and that's in your contract. I take 10%. Uh, um, Donald Trump, you were talking about this during the break, right before we came on. It was Ben Shapiro before. I know you guys are a fan. Ben says hi. Yeah, oh, yeah definitely. definitely yeah. We'll, get you, we'll get you guys all on a casting couch together at some point or another. Ben's <laughs> <laughs> um, <Fans> going first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're all going at the same time. This is a this is a, this is a ride that's uh, family friendly. Two, two hunks, one Jew. It's a great. It's gonna be a great. Case. <laughs> all right, we're sorry, uh, Ben. We're very sorry because you're no longer here to defend yourself. So, um, you were mentioning the Donald Trump story about in China. The the the, uh, the was it shoplifting? Explain for the people who who aren't necessarily up to snuff. It was it was pretty funny. Well, um, one of the kids' names. Uh, his last name is Ball. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he's one of the. Big ball of brand boy. <laughs> <laughs> he plays for UCLA. Right, right. He was with two other players. At first, I thought the story was a hoax. Maybe they did something else, but it turned out they got arrested for shoplifting. But yeah. what blew me away is when they made their uh, public apology, they actually thanked Don, uh, President Donald Trump. Yeah. Because I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't ever think I was going to ever see a black man publicly take Donald Trump for anything. Oh, they probably, you can probably win the Cool of the Year award. All three of them. You're be tied with Ben Carson. Yeah, you're going to go to World Star Hip Hop. Cool of the Year. <laughs> they thank President Trump for saving it. Yeah. And Ben Carson was there saying, I, I won the award last year, but this year I was, too, I was too busy stabbing my mother. You know, when we talk about uh, Dr. Ben Carson, we talk about, you know, you've talked about this coon of the year, and people have called you guys. Now, this is me, forgive me, being white out of culture. Is coon considered yeah. kind of like Uncle Tom now? Is it used as meaning like a traitor? Yeah, yeah. Uncle Tom, traitor. Uncle Tom, um, you down for the white man or whatever. <laughs> uh, you the like, white man's servant. <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah. I don't even, yeah, I don't even get it, man. How could like, you be the one man? If you disagree with the majority of black people in politics, you autom automatically labeled a coon. Yeah. How could so, you be so, uh, a servant for the white man? You're taking money from Google. It's about <laughs> as white as it gets, and they're paying you. I, I yeah. don't know, man. I don't know. It's something I don't, I don't get <clears throat> in the uh, black community. It will call you coon quicker than, yeah, quicker than flies on shit. <laughs> well, they'll probably do that because you, you, you even said you liked Ben Shapiro. That's sacrilegious with a lot of people, you know, out there right now, even coming on this show. Um, I, yeah. yeah. I tweeted a picture. Um, I don't know why his name escapes me at the moment. The black sheriff, Milwaukee. Oh, oh David, he was just on uh, this week, uh, Sheriff uh, Clark. Yeah, yeah, I tweeted a picture, and, like, within five minutes, I was getting ready to delete the picture because some people was going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> these were my fans. I'm like, man, this dude tells up like it is, man. And yeah. he's like, no, that dude's a coon, and I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, it's funny. He actually wears coon hats. No, it's beaver pelt. He's wearing a beaver pelt cowboy hat. And I tell you what, man, it is not often that a black man pulls off the cowboy boots and hat look. Well, he, he does it well. Yes, in, Milwaukee. <laughs> in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. He's got the um, the like a white skin, Clint Eastwood. 
He got the Chuck Norris uh, goatee going. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's a nice guy. He's super. I think people were saying the first time he was on our show, this is the first time we got him smiling. And then the second time he, he was he laughing. He laughed. He had a good. Yeah, he's a really, really nice guy. Yeah. He's great to work with off air. We did a, a big gun conference with him. Uh, he can be long winded. He can talk for a long time. He the guy loves time. to talk. But they say, you know, this guy isn't black enough. And he's, you know, talking about a black man from Milwaukee. A good example. We're just, just talking about Ben Carson. I mean, this guy was raised to a single mom in Detroit and tried to stab her. Uh, if that's not quote unquote the black experience, I mean, what's Eminem calling the president a bitch? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm lost. I think Eminem's black than I am. <laughs> He's got more the Negro type in him than I do. Yeah. He's black than black. I think he just did He's that. He's the blackest black. white guy on this earth. I think he did that. Uh, publicity? Uh, yeah. How you say it? Publicity, man. <laughs> publicity. Say, 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 say. All right. Oh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about in closing? Because we have to get going here. But uh, see, I could listen to you guys all day. That's the problem. And then the audience is like, all right, let's get uh, Sheriff Clark on. About <laughs> uh, done. I've already told John Bob was almost molested. <laughs> That's yeah. about it. Yeah. When you retell the story, almost is a good way to tell it. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk later. Uh, I actually was molested in the military. Man, come on, man. <laughs> Just a picture of Al Franken grabbing his balls. Ah! Um, wouldn't be surprised. Would not be surprised if Stuart right. Smalley, you know, took advantage of you while you were sleeping. Now, did you, did you, were you, did you both serve in the military? Yeah, Marine Corps. Marine Corps. Marine Corps. Okay, really quick before we go, does it bother you <clears throat> how um, how pussified outside of the Marines and like special forces the uh, military standards have become in order to be more tolerant? Like, have you seen the the, the PT requirements for women in the Army now? Mm. No, I haven't. I, haven't, no, I, haven't. No, no. I know when we changed. Um, when I got out there, let's make some changes according to your uh, body fat percentage. Okay. Because you had to be very very lean as far as mm. on the scale, but. Right when I got out, you could be above that, but your body fat percentage had to be at a certain level. But I don't know about the new... Yeah. Shut up so they can tell us. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't, well, we'll have to bring uh, uh, Sergeant Catherine back on. But it was like for women now, they're not even, uh -huh. if I'm, I'm not mistaken, they're not even requiring full pull-ups. If you no. can't, they do a dead hang dead test. Hang. So it's one of those things like mm -hmm. you're sexist. I just think if you're going to be going killing jihadis, I want you to be able to do one pull-up. I don't think yeah, that's too much one. to ask. Just one? Can you give me one? Yeah. yeah <laughs> you no, they, just show me. You can do one. Well, just, just come. Up, sweetie. Well, because the yeah. Marines have, have kept their standards, and now I'm sure you've seen they've been going after the Marines, mm -hmm. saying that this is unfair, and obviously there's there's the LGBTQAIP in the military. We had a sergeant come on the show who said, yeah. she's a woman. She's a female sergeant. Now, she she's, was smaller, so for her, she could do the push-ups and pull-ups. You know, she's like 120 right. pounds, which in the military, you don't need to be a big beef. You just need to have the endurance and be accurate. So she was, right. had a, she was very, very well decorated, <laughs> and she said, they're sending me girls who cry. She said, I can't yell at them. I'm not she allowed to saying, yell at them as a drill sergeant. She was saying she had no business being on the front lines with the pack of lesbians that she was. Because <laughs> yeah, they can't do anything if somebody goes down. Yeah. She was yeah. like, I'm very comfortable in my role training people. But uh, she would talk about it a lot. So I wondered if you guys had been following up on that because the Marines still keep their standards pretty high. Um, and and yeah. I, I hope yeah. to see the, you know, I, I hate to see that go away. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean it was rough. shut up. Let me talk. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> with the Marines, man, they could scream at you. They could yell yeah. at you. They could, I mean, they would just <laughs> wrap your umbrella right and strangle you a little bit. You know? yeah. I mean, but if I'm in a war and I got a, a a gay person behind me and it's a female, I want her to be the biggest, buffest bitch on the street. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no little, I don't want no little pretty little girl wearing pink, pink panties. And stuff. Basically, if Al Franken's incentivized to sneak into her barracks at night, she's probably not qualified. All right, uh, yeah. on YouTube at. 
It's not at. It's ask Hodge Twins, and on Twitter it's just uh, is it uh, Hodge, Hodge Twins? Hodge Twins. Hodge Twins. Hodge Twins. Hodge Twins. Yeah. All right. I think. And by the way, thank you guys for your service. You've been here. We just had Veterans Day, obviously, recently, and uh, we appreciate it. I think a lot of people don't necessarily know that about you, and we're sorry for the molestation in West Hollywood. Thank you so much. We'll have you back on soon. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Hodge Twins, everybody. We'll be back to wrap this show up in a nice ribbon. like to gamble, but there's no risk here. Just quality content at affordable pricing at louderwithcrowder.com slash mug club. Louder with Crowder Daily, Morning Grinders, Mark Levin, Gavin McGinnis for only 99 annually. 69 if you're a student or veteran. This year, give thanks, give thanks for mug club. Did I say thanks? Oh, sh This year, give thanks for Mug Club. Don't be an ungrateful brick. because people ask for the drowning dance. I always feel silly. You know, mm -hmm. uh, thanks to the Hodge twins, by the way, and Ben Shapiro. Fun show. Good guys. Ben's a sick little man. He's a um, sick little man. I, I hope he feels better. You could hear it in his voice. Good. Good for him for making it out here. I, you know, I will say, we do the drowning dance, and I realize something. Hmm. I legitimately don't breathe. I don't either. And I, it's like it's un, I don't like doing it because it's unpleasant. I realize here when I'm doing it, I'm, I'm actually like about to lose my breath. I am too. Why I do too. we do that? I don't know. We I'm, could breathe, and I then no one would know. Toward the end of it, I'm like, every single time, this is camera work. This is not right. real. I'm not actually underwater. I could just breathe normally. But we don't. But we don't. But we never do. It's almost like it's, it's silly. It's, it's <laughs> almost as though there's no, it's purposeless. <laughs> I, I, I was sitting there going like, what? I, I was hitting that moment of panic. By the way, this was the, the prestige, where you're like, oh, crap. I just oh, fell through the floor. Oh, yeah. But um, half our audience, by the way, they're passed out too. They're they're not even watching this because they they followed our yeah, lead. Yeah, I know. They're hyperventilating into paper bags and stuff. I don't I don't I know why I, I never realized that. I don't know why. I, do. I also don't know why people breathe into paper bags when they're hyperventilating. I never really understood that. It seems that you would want more oxygen. It does. It looks like it will. Uh, it looks works well in movies. This is one of those but things. People, if they're going to replay it, say, "Look, Steven's an idiot. He didn't know." I, I am look, being very look forthcoming. Look at the complexity of their context. I do not understand why people <laughs> hyperventilating breathe into a bag. It would seem like you'd want them hooked up to, you know, an oxygen tank, like mm -hmm. my grandmother who had uh, lymphoma, emphysema. Not lymphoma. That's what Hodgkin's lymphoma. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. No, she no. had emphysema. So they had, you know, the oxygen tank. Yeah. yeah. So you'd think you'd want that if you're hyperventilating. Or no, a hyperventilating means you're breathing too much. That's true. 
Best to restrict the air. I guess that makes sense. See, this is the beauty of talking through issues, because I've never really sat and thought about it. It just never made sense. This is the first time I've talked about it out loud. We just solved the problem. It's hyper, not hypo. Hyperventilating means too much air. It's 30 years of holding this in. If you they were hypoventilating, you'd hooked them up to an oxygen tank. Hyperventilating? You give them a Trader Joe's bag, let them figure it out. All Thank you. Sense. Thank you. So see, sometimes you teach we'll see you next me week. <laughs> as much as I teach you. <laughs> I legitimately stop it. Because I, I have hypothyroidism. And that is confusing. Keep and hyper and hypo. It's hyper. hard to keep track of sometimes. Yeah, hyper. Yeah. If it's too active, they have to nuke your thyroid yeah. and then put you on the pill, like a thyroid pill. Yeah. Hypo means they have to put you on a pill because it's not yeah. working enough. Because you get, because you're kind of a pussy and get the chills. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's, that's actually not. I just uh, what happened was when I took it, I was like, oh gosh, I'm hypo. I, my thyroid was off the charts. They're like, how are you not like a uh, like a 500 pound woman with varicose veins? I said, I don't know. They're like your thyroid doesn't. It doesn't. It's not, it does. It, it isn't. There is none. Maybe you're trans thyroid. It's not working. Maybe a trans thyroid is. I, I went in because I couldn't think straight. A lot of people, mm. if you ever have like a lot of brain fog and you're and kind of achy, that could be a sign of hypothyroidism. So mm. I, I've I've uh, lived through that. Or you, you can could just me be and like me you. and just genuinely stupid. That that also could happen. You're not stupid. You just sometimes say things that aren't so. You were talking about <laughs> something during the break. You made a, you made a good point. About, it's a, it's uh, a rare thing. I don't know how it happens. All the rapists. I've been praying about it. Been thinking about good points, and sometimes one strikes me. But I was thinking, rape. The topic of rape is just the, the topic high of rape. fuel. You need to get these it's pistons true. firing. By the way, I am so old. I remember when Twitter was about just like regular news and cat gifts. Yeah. Not a a cork board for. Who's raping who? Yeah. But um, I was thinking about this. I'm like, it must be weird. Assuming people like Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, all, <laughs> all these uh, these late night hosts who are just just too busy being straight white men, uh, it must be weird for them. Assuming they don't actually know about all the rape. Assuming they don't. Right. To just come like wake up one morning and realize all your friends are bad people. Yeah. It must be odd. It must be weird. And then I'm thinking like. Am I weird that I don't know so many bad people? And then I kind of get like this, this, this cycle of like, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Then I'm like, no, 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 no. It's just them. It's like you with the it's like you with the paper bag. Just, no, no, wait, no, it's hyper. It's yeah. hyper. No, wait, no, I'm the rapist. No, I'm no, not. No. no, I'm not. Put it back. Put it back. Yeah, I, it's no, just you, them. I'm I, like, I don't know this. Like, people out there, don't feel like you're weird if you don't know a bunch of bad people. I think it's not. It must be weird to wake up and just go, oh my, like. You're Mark Marin or something. And you're like, gosh, yeah. I have been, I am surrounded by rapist pedophiles. There's, <laughs> there's a really funny little kids book, uh, a sarcastic kids book called All My Friends Are Dead. And it's about dinosaurs talking about their dead <laughs> friends. And I'm like, how, how also be just Jimmy Kimmel come out with all my friends are rapists. It'd be a great little kids book. <laughs> also, that was something my, my 93 grand, uh, year old, she's 94 now, mm -hmm. Grandma Ruth says. Every time we call her, we're like, hey, how are you? And every time, like clockwork, she's like, well, Edna's dead. So, <laughs> you just realize that there's a certain point, there's a so crossover point in life. I've seen her fact. meet friends, yeah. and her friend is not like, hey, is, is, is Lyle doing okay? Her first question is, hey, is Lyle still alive? That's yeah. the introductory question. You realize there's a certain point where you're just playing an odds game and trying to be polite. It's true. It's like, hey, how's he's dead? I should have just asked. Because <laughs> right now, if I say, hey, is... See, this would be valuable information for the Twitter feeds. Right. Who's dead? Well, if I say, hey, nice Jared, hey, hey, not gay Jared, is, is, your, is your mom dead? What, what the hell's wrong with you? It's an impolite question. It's a bad question. But if you're 90 years old and I say, hey, how's your mom doing? That's more impolite. It's so impolite. It's the really context rude. changes it. No, I think you're right. I mean, they are surrounded by absolutely horrible people in the entertainment industry. That's uh -huh. why Daily Beast would say, well, it's a straight white male straight problem, white male problem. <laughs> and not a kind of who your friends are problem. And something, too, it's interesting that you bring that up because obviously, you, you know, you disgust me. But 
You're a decent guy. <laughs> You're a vile person. And, uh, and uh, a lot of people out there the are probably watching this and saying it's not true. It was, it was the mug. So, um, <laughs> we need to bleach these. Uh, so it, it's one of those deals where I was talking about this, like when people say rape culture, you yeah. talk about one in four. I'm going, I have been around, I have had plenty of guys nights. You know, I had six groomsmen because my, my wife has a sister and five cousins, or maybe it's five. I don't know. Five or six groomsmen. Not one of them tossed back a couple of Shivas Regals and said, yeah, yeah, I was raping this broad, felt comfortable saying that. They're not comfortable in the presence yeah. of other people who aren't okay with rape. Generally speaking, now you might get one. It should come as a surprise to you if one of your friends is a serial rapist or grabbing kids by their penis unwillingly like George Takei. You, if you're a good person, it should come as a surprise, surprise to you. Surprise is a mild word. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's surprise a mild word. Shock, shock and alarm. You should alert the authorities. And you should feel, more importantly, you should feel comfortable alerting the authorities. It should be, almost feel good. Right, well, the, a big thing, and we were talking about this uh, quite a bit, people only behave to the level that you let them around you. Now that's not about being pious, it's not about saying don't say that, it's, but people inherently won't want to be around you if they are a pedophile or a rapist, if they know that you're really anti-pedophile mm. or rape. To compare with something that would probably make more sense to you, um, I have some, some classical liberals who are friends, I have no social justice warriors who are friends. It would be impossible and they wouldn't feel comfortable being around me because they know that it would be a constant pounding, a constant hammering on everything that they hold out. I wouldn't be mean to them, but they just know that's who I am, that's who mm -hmm. you are, that's a big part of our beliefs. But that's in that same breath, if someone's a pedophile, if someone's a rapist, if it's a Louis C.K., put it this way, Louis C.K., all of a sudden everyone's saying I had no idea. This is a guy who had many women come forward and he didn't deny it where he would force them to watch him masturbate in the green room. <laughs> I've been in enough green rooms, okay? Green rooms tell tales. That's the place where everyone talks about what happens. I guarantee you the comedians who toured with Louis C.K. knew it. I guarantee oh, you the hosts yes. who repeatedly had him on knew about it. I guarantee you the people around Bill Cosby knew about this. It's not like all these things were happening in isolation. It's like, oh, Sylvester Stallone didn't know all these other people were, were perverts. Like, no, everyone knew everybody. was. This, this was not a, a little closeted, you know, isolated incidents of... of sexual assault happening. No. This was an open thing where people were allowed to act this way. Yeah. For a long time. <laughs> and that's why they believe it's a rape culture, because they allow a rape culture around them. Uh, sure. And that's another thing, too, the mob mentality. And we talked about this when we did the, um, a lot of people ask, why did you do that change my mind in Burlington? Why were you in the, in the, uh, the morph suit and the sign? And it's because we weren't allowed to have a table up there. And one thing we noticed with the Change My Mind segment is we will go, for example, uh, two hours with nobody. We just go up, set up on the street, nobody. And then one person comes up, and then everyone else swarms and oh, yeah. interjects. Yeah. Like with Burlington, like, well, why did you take that one? Because after that, everyone was surrounding me because I didn't have a table, and this was Burlington, Vermont, down on Church Street, to yell at me about what a cis mm -hmm. white privileged jackass I am. And that is something people are terrified. People don't want to make the hard decision. And then when someone does, they follow along and they want to take credit for it. And that's just an example of actually 
changing my mind. It's not even that contentious, right? But a street debate as they see it, it takes one person to lead and then everyone else follows and then they don't want to start the argument from scratch. Mm -hmm. They want to come in and, and tell that person who led the charge. And I have a lot of respect, like that lady who came up, the lady who was who said you're a cis white male, remember, yeah. short, kind of so, somewhat large. But I ended up changing her mind on free speech. She came up when no one else would come up. Mm -hmm. But then other people would come up and interrupt her and tell her, hey, this is how you should argue that. When I offer them the microphone, that leader's gone, they shrink into the background. And the thing is, there are a few key leaders in the entertainment industry. When you look at the top, these people know. When you look at the top executives, at the networks, at the production companies, there are only a handful and if you can, you don't need six degrees of separation. You just need one. You just need to look at their Rolodex, and you see it is just, just filled to the brim with raping pedophiles. And here's something too: if, if you find yourself surprised by this, that's good. That's a good thing. Like not Kay Jerry was saying, that's a good thing for you. If you find yourself surprised, if you genuinely, your first instinct when you hear rape culture is to not believe it, that means that you're probably surrounded by some decent people. Now, it doesn't mean that. You can't be naive. For example, there are some great Christian conservative people I know who are naive because they've never been exposed to the horrible filth of the world. But the good thing is that it is a reflection of themselves. It is a reflection of how people behave around them. And so the entertainment industry, when you look at the Daily Beast, I think it was Ira Madison. Please, you're welcome to come on the show. I think we'll have Michael Ian Black on soon. Anyone in the entertainment industry who wants to argue that this is a plague across middle America and not just in your industry, maybe in DC, I'll allow that. We'll give you that leeway. Please come on the show. We'd like to talk about it. I think you have such a blind spot there because these people are a reflection of you and in your life the person who's not a Hollywood star listening to this your friends the way they behave the way they act around you the people in your employment the pe people in your office at the at the water cooler they only act around you as comfortable as you allow them to I'm not saying dictate their actions but you will see you will see people behave with my father is a good example everyone loves my dad different from myself. He's the kind of guy who's magnetic. Everyone loves him. He's a charismatic guy, but I see people who are foul-mouthed, who are aggressive, who can be mean-spirited, and they get around him, and all of a sudden, for some reason, they seem like really decent guys, because they know that if they weren't, they wouldn't be comfortable around him. So the people around you, if you're listening to this, the people who you surround yourself with, the way they behave, that is a direct reflection on you. It's a direct reflection on how you allow them to behave in your presence. And the entire Hollywood and media industrial complex, I'm using that term, we say military industrial complex, false flag, the entire entertainment industry, media industrial complex. Look around at your friends. That is a reflection of who you are, even if you're not doing it. And in your own life, look at that, look at that reflection. You feel good about yourself? You feel good about what you just did? <laughs> See you next week.